When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by editor of thewolfpacker.com and fellow co-host Matt Carter. And we're going to break down NC State's uh, Week 7 matchup going up to uh, Syracuse, New York in the Carrier Dome to take on the 18th-ranked Syracuse Orange um, NC State ranked 15th in the country. So another top 20 matchup for the pack. Um, and, uh, Florida State fell out of the rankings before that game last week, right, Matt? Correct. Yeah, okay. So, so good. Florida State was teetering on a top 25 matchup, lost to Wake Forest before last week's matchup. So almost a three-week span here of NC State playing top 25 teams. Florida State, tough, tough draw on their schedule. I mean, still a, a solid opponent. So tough stretch of the schedule here for the pack. Let's see if they can finish it out strong before a bye week and uh, then a Thursday night game against Virginia Tech the week after that. Um, But before we get into this matchup on Syracuse, and uh, we'll start off with a little uh, upon further review of Florida State, if there's anything else to talk about, Matt. Um, But before we do that, just some reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. Uh, if you're not listening to us in podcast form, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Even if you don't listen in podcast version, it helps us out. Likewise, if you listen in podcast version and you're, you are you don't ever go to YouTube, still go over to our YouTube channel and do us a big favor. Subscribe to our channel. Give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment while you're at it. You can follow us on social media at The Wolfpacker on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Justin H. Will. Head over to thewolfpacker.com and take advantage of a special deal. For just $10, you can get premium subscription to thewolfpacker.com as part of the On3 network uh, through the beginning of next football season. So that takes you through August 2023, better part of of a year. So you sign on now for just $10, you get premium subscription through the rest of the football season, uh, through basketball season, men's and women's. Um, baseball season, recruiting off season, summer, all that good stuff. So sign up for that deal, just 10 bucks. Take advantage of it while you can. Last but not least, thank you to our sponsor of the pod, rogueshop.com. It's rogueshop.com. Head over there now for your CBD and Delta 8 needs. Um, these products are really great. If any of you out there deal with stress and anxiety, uh, pain, inflammation, uh, have trouble sleeping. These products are really great. Uh, CBD and Delta-8 cannabis-derived products. You can get edible gummies. You can get cartridges. You can get uh, lotions. You can get all different types of stuff. And if you head over to their website, rogueshop.com, and you're unfamiliar with the product line or maybe you need some help, you know, figuring out what products best suit your needs, They have a great chat feature on their website. Again, that's rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E, 
shop.com and uh, you can chat with them a small business husband and wife um, the uh, the husband is a uh, disabled veteran um, so go support the family run business and uh, support support them because they support us and they help us continue doing what we're doing here at the wolfpacker.com so again that's rogueshop.com head over there now and uh, go buy some CBD and Delta 8 goods for your health and wellness. Okay, Matt, let's uh, let's transition back to football here. I'd like to start these uh, preview podcasts with a little upon further review of the game prior because we typically record our podcast either the same day or the next morning um, of these football games. And uh, particularly this Sunday, I don't know what it was. Maybe I, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I was tired through that podcast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, have had some more time to reflect on NC State's two-point win over Florida State. Uh, I think, obviously, the biggest thing from that game is that Devin Leary uh, went down with an injury in that game, never returned. It's a shoulder injury, and uh, the x-rays that night were – negative all all good there so he went in for an mri over the weekend and based on dave doran's report this monday it's kind of a questionable day-to-day week-by-week type situation according to doran from what i read matt it said doran said that he could be back as soon as this week he could be back in five weeks so it's really just a matter of uh you know I don't know. I, I don't know. He's, 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 it doesn't seem like he was very descript, and that's probably purposeful. But, Matt, what am I missing anything with this Leary injury? It, it seems kind of like what, you know, maybe we thought on the postgame reflections pod. Yeah, I think the good news is not worst case scenario. He is probably going to be back this year. So it's not season ending. At least it's not expected to be season ending. Assuming it responds well, he responds well to rehab. There's no surgery is required. So you got the best case. And it's just a matter of how quickly can his, um, can he regain the range of motion and arm strength, I, I presume, comfortably and, and not experience any kind of pain or limitation uh, in that. So. I would say best case scenario, but also to your point, you know, I wrote about this in our news and views. You got to remember where Syracuse is coming into this game. You know, October 1st, they played Wagner, and we're going to talk quite a bit about Syracuse's schedule in a second here. But they played Wagner on October 1st. They had a bye on October 8th. They have every advantage that mankind could invent for this football game in terms of a lead-up from a scheduling standpoint, you know, and Dino Baby said on uh, his press availability uh, availability Monday, it almost felt like they went back to the drawing board with the Devin Leary injury, and that kind of took away some of the bye week advantages they have. So anything that can mitigate that advantage, I think, is, you know, Dave Doan's obviously going to play it up. So um, they probably knew right away what the quarterback situation was this weekend, but there's no reason to let, you know, any time that Syracuse spends preparing for both Devin Leary and Jack Chambers is less time they're spending preparing for the actual quarterback in the game. 
and they're two different quarterbacks. So that's exactly what Dave Dorn wants. And it kind of mitigates a little bit of that bye week. So that's why you saw him being vague and, and you know, probably will continue to be that way until we reach a point where Devin Leary's coming back. Well, just a little little gamesmanship and nothing. Uh, nothing wrong with it. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with it. Nothing new coming from you know that. I mean that that seems to be kind of how Dave Dorn operates, how this program has operated, you know, during his time here, and and he's not alone. He, I mean, I would say most other Power Five programs would act similarly in terms of uh, just mm-hmm. you know not not showing your cards to the opponent, but. Um, you know, other than the Leary injury, and I, I think it's, I think it's all generally good news. I mean, to me, my biggest question is, can Leary return for that Wake Forest game, um, in November fifth? You know, you got, you got Syracuse coming up this Saturday, then you've got a bye week, then you've got Virginia Tech on a Thursday night, and uh, of NC State's remaining ACC games, probably could make an argument that that's the easiest one left or at least the most winnable, a Thursday night game in Carter-Finley Stadium against arguably the worst team in the Coastal. Um, well, Virginia's probably the worst team in the Coastal. Boston College might make a stake at that claim for easiest game left on the schedule. But where I'm going with that is then you have another 10-day rest before the biggest game left on the schedule, which is home game against Wake Forest November 5th. Larry went out. October 8th in the Florida State game. So that would put it under just under a month uh, of a return timetable. And why that's such a concern, anybody that watches around the league of the ACC knows that Wake Forest is probably the best offense in the ACC. If If it's not Wake Forest, then it's UNC, which is also a team remaining on the schedule at the end of the season. Um, and look, NC State's defense has been great. Um, the offense has continued to struggle, and that's something about upon further review. One of the takeaways from the Florida State game is that NC State's offense continued to struggle. Uh, NC State's defense really lifted it to that win, and great special teams play lifted it to that two-point win. But, um, you know, you, it's going to be tough to compete with high-power offenses like Wake Forest and like UNC, who even against a good defense are probably going to be able to put up 30, 30 points on the board. Can you keep up with them? Can you trade paint with them on offense? And uh, it's hard to imagine NC State's going to be able to do that without Devin Leary. But I think we're going to learn about what NC State's offense could look like with Jack Chambers this Saturday on you know against Syracuse. Obviously, we don't we don't know for sure if Devin Leary's not going to play. I think it's safe to assume from an NC State perspective that he probably won't. But um, yeah, any anything else to to add to that, Matt? No, I think you kind of... Yeah, I will say when I went back and watched the game, I thought the offense did do a nice job in the second half running the football. They did pretty much everything, but when they got into the red zone, punching it in for a touchdown. Um, but they ended the second half, I think, with about 170 yards of total offense, which, if, you know, if you had done that first half, you're talking about a 350, 400-yard day at the office. Um but I thought they wore down Florida State pretty effectively in the second half, more so than I appreciated seeing it live. Time of possession was big in the second half. Field possession was huge in the second half. So I feel like NC State kind of caught some breaks with the field position. Did a real good job kind of going with the run, which I think, if I recall, Justin, you and I talked about this was a game to potentially run the football 
with Florida State last week. Yep. Um, and we saw that in the second half. And then the defense was just lights out. Second half. Florida State dropped a couple of passes. I thought one in particular that they probably wish they had back. But, um, and I'm sure Jordan Travis wishes he didn't throw either of those interceptions. They were poor decisions. Snap decisions that kind of hard to, you know, you know, you know, slam a kid at a, at a heat of the moment, split second decision, but they were the wrong ones, they were the wrong calls, but you also got to give NC State defense credit. Both times they had the right defense for that play and got the interception. Um, I think Mike Norvell said on Monday, NC State called the perfect defense for the first interception that Travis threw. So, um, that's kind of my, my, my takeaways. I agree with you, though. We're going to learn a lot against about both these teams. I feel like we say that every week, but yeah. we're going to learn a lot about, I think, in particular, Syracuse this weekend. This is a, a very interesting Syracuse team that, you know, we were talking pre-podcast. Kind of hard with their schedule to really kind of say anything definitively about Syracuse. On one hand, they yeah. have beaten three Power 5 teams. I'm not saying it's been Cupcake City. 5-0 right. and 2-0 and in the ACC, but when you dig a little deeper, you realize, yeah, well. I wouldn't, I, yeah, I wouldn't call their schedule hard thus far. Yeah. Uh, it, great segue into the matchup here. Let's start I to tried. break it down. Uh, like we said, this is a top 20 matchup. I don't know if it's going to look like a game of a top 20 matchup on Saturday. Uh, number 15, NC State going up to number 18, Syracuse. Syracuse has an 18 next to its name because it's 5-0. and It's done what it's had to do, and uh, it's beaten everybody on its schedule thus far. But, you know, other than the the week one win at home against Louisville, 31-7, to that was a surprise. Syracuse was an underdog in that game. I think a lot of people were bullish on Louisville going into this season with Malik Cunningham, Scott Satterfield kind of on the hot seat going into this season still remains so with Louisville kind of stumbling out of the gate. Um, you know, Syracuse looked really strong in that game, won at 31-7. to Then the rest of the way, you've kind of seen the Syracuse team that maybe you thought you were going to see, um, I guess with a kind of a positive a glass half full perspective maybe. Took care of UConn on the road 48-14 to be expected. Then they had the home game against Purdue, which has probably been their best opponent thus far, other than maybe Louisville. Um, Matt, you mentioned that Purdue lost its quarterback to to yeah, injury. They're, they're still going the through, and they won at Minnesota at Mail in the last two weeks. So, and those yeah. are two good wins. I mean, look, it, the big the Big Ten West is kind of that conference's version of the of the Coastal and the ACC, but. Uh, yeah. But those are those were the two perceived better teams in the Big Ten West that they just beat. I actually watched that entire game. Syracuse Purdue um, had Syracuse in that game, so was happy with the final result. But that game, Syracuse credit to Syracuse for winning that game. Okay, that first and foremost. But Purdue really handed Syracuse that game on a silver platter. Purdue scored a late touchdown in that game. And then committed uh, two unsportsmanlike penalties on the extra to, point, right? 
right to 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 scoot them back on the kickoff to I think it was the ten yard line. So Syracuse had a great return, had great field position, and then I think they got another pass interference, um, which in, or, or another unsportsmanlike penalty, something stupid um, that led to Syracuse scoring the game-winning touchdown with seven seconds remaining. That game was also the epitome of a drunk game. Uh, that game was was ten to nine going into the fourth quarter. There was not a single touchdown scored in the first half. It was it was nine to three Purdue at halftime, and that game was ten nine Syracuse going into the fourth quarter. There was forty two points combined scored in the fourth quarter, Syracuse having the edge twenty two to twenty. Um, I don't expect I don't expect this game on Saturday to turn into that trading paint. Um, and by the way, Syracuse went on to uh, beat Virginia the next week by two points. Kind of a sketchy result because Virginia. Probably the worst team in the ACC, fair to right. say. Yeah, right now. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's competition, but they seem like by far the worst, considering Louisville just beat them by three touchdowns without Malik Cunningham uh, last week. And then, of course, Syracuse took care of Wagner, uh, FCS opponent, 59-0, bye week, and now they have NC State. So we just went through Syracuse's resume pretty thoroughly there, and... Yeah, it leads exactly to what Matt's saying. We're going to learn a lot about this team because this is really the first first ranked opponent of the season for Syracuse and first team that you know confidently kind of what you're getting uh, with NC State. Um, you know, I, we're, there's still some things to be learned about NC State, but I don't know, Matt. I, I feel like I've got a kind of a good grip on who NC State is. I think, I think we're going to learn more about Syracuse. I think NC State's a team that's got a top 15 defense, no question about it. Well coached team, well rounded team, uh, Good special great teams. special teams, yeah. you know, which is always a plus and can make a difference in these 50 50 games. But you look at the rest of NC State's schedule, they got six games left. To me, Virginia Tech and Boston College are the only ones where I'm saying take NC State and forget about it. Don't worry about those. There's four games left that I can see NC State winning all four of them. But I could also see NC State losing any four of these games. That being that starting this week with Syracuse, then Wake Forest, Louisville, and uh, UNC to end the season. So, uh, I you know I think you're right on about Syracuse in terms of. I gotta remember they were they were losing to Virginia. They had a 16 nothing lead at halftime on Virginia and lost it all, and was losing 20 to 19 until they. Kicked a field goal with a one fourteen left to go in the game, um, until Virginia had a chance uh, late in the game. They were at the forty seven yard line on a fourth and four. Uh, they had third and four at their own forty seven, with about thirty seconds left to try to get in field goal range. Probably needed another twenty yards or so, and um. Uh, they overthrew. I, th- I want to say on one play, overthrew an open receiver. But that, like you said, that's not a good Virginia team. They are currently uh, two and four. Since uh, the Syracuse game, they lost by 21 to Duke and 17 to Louisville. The latter at home. Um, without Louisville starting quarterback. Yep, without Louisville starting quarterback. They also lost by three touchdowns at Illinois. So that's kind of the only Power 5 game that Virginia has been competitive against. And you mentioned the Purdue game. If I recall, they had to kick off 
from like the ten yard line or something like that. That's right. No, that's after, what I'm saying. Purdue. Yeah, after the well, after they went up, they had to kick off from like their own ten yard line, if I recalled, and gave Syracuse no, field position at like the fifty. So exactly right. That's how Syracuse won the game winning touchdown. But then Purdue committed two more unsportsmanlike penalties on Syracuse's extra point. So then Syracuse could just boot it out of the end zone. Right. On the kick they were kicking from I think the thirty from the from the Purdue thirty five on the kickoff. Yeah. And I think their last touchdown drive was aided by a couple of uh pass interference penalties, which I think is what drew some of the unsportsmanlike um under the uh, unsportsmanlike penalty. But yeah. You look at the numbers from that Purdue game. And you kind of wonder how Syracuse won. I mean, Purdue had 485 yards of total offense. Syracuse had 306 yards of total offense. Syracuse had a pick six. Obviously, that played huge in the game. Um, But I kind of, you'll look at how Syracuse has progressed this year, and you're looking to try to say, okay, where can NC State? Let's operate under a worst-case scenario. All right, Justin? No Devin Leary. Very plausible scenario as well, right? So let's say he's not playing. Syracuse has a legit defense. Purdue is the only team that really got him defensively, and that was really just in the fourth quarter. For three quarters, Syracuse was able to handle Purdue's offense, and then Purdue kind of exploded in the fourth quarter. Um, Syracuse did number one in the ACC in total yards per game allowed. Now, Part of that is Connecticut. Part of that is Wagner. I think Wagner had like 60 yards of offense. But you look, they held Louisville to over 100 yards below their average. They held Connecticut to 83 yards below their average. They held Virginia to almost 70 yards below their average. So, And you look at NC State, they average 370 yards per game. That's entirely inflated by games against Connecticut and Charleston Southern. Against Power 5 teams, they barely had 300 yards against Florida State, under 300 yards in the other two. So you're not seeing a path for NC State to realistically score a lot of points in this game against Syracuse defense. So how can they win this game? Let's look at Syracuse offense. You mentioned the Louisville game. They have a new offensive coordinator at Syracuse, Robert and I. Came from Virginia. Obviously had a lot of success last year at Virginia. New look offense. Plausible to say that they got Louisville. They caught Louisville by surprise. Louisville was blind, didn't know what to expect. Syracuse came out, threw some stuff at them that they weren't anticipating. And it worked, and they got 449 yards of total offense in that game. Against Purdue, they had 306 yards of offense. Purdue's a solid defense, ranked number 28th in the country in total yards per game given up. Against Virginia, they had 352 yards of total offense and scored 20 points. Virginia's 70th in the country in total defense and yards per game allowed. So if you're looking for where the path to victory is, you're thinking, might it be... The offense, the teams have started to figure out Robert and I's offense at Syracuse, and they've started to get the book on the personnel in that offense. That you're seeing a little bit of a natural regression 
so to speak, to what more like we thought Syracuse would be offensively. We know they got a great running back, Sean Tucker. Big question with the passing game. They could not throw the football at all last year. They've had better luck throwing it this year, but as you've seen, that production has slipped. They scored 20 points against Virginia. Remember, they had a pick six against Purdue, so they really scored 25 points on offense against Purdue. Seven of that was aided by a tremendously short field position and some penalties in that in that end of that last drive. So um, I think that's where we're going to learn about Syracuse. If the new look offense had the book been figured out and can NC State defense that played so well against Florida State second half, can they show up and hold Syracuse and put this into that low scoring uh, competitive game that I think NC State kind of needs to pull this one out. So I think I think you're telling me to uh, take cover, get the pots and pans out, protect <sighs> yourself because this is going to be a rock fight on Saturday. If NC State has its way. Now let me let me say this too. Let's say Jack Chambers starts. That might be an advantage for NC State because yeah, you saw him in the second half, but that was you know. That's on the fly. They didn't, they didn't show anything. They, <laughs> he didn't show anything. In yeah, the well, you, show, you know that he's capable of running. That's what Syracuse figured out. Yes. You got to respect the run. Yeah. But I'm guessing if it is Jack Chambers, that's a whole new game plan for Syracuse. And you could potentially have an element of surprise early in that game where you might be able to catch Syracuse early with some surprises. Um, Their Thomas trick play? Even like, you know, they probably aren't expecting Jack Chambers to throw the ball eight, eight times on the first drive. Could you catch him loading the box and get him over the top or something I, like that? You know? I think they are expecting the Thayer Thomas pass, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, yeah. I, I think any any trick plays coming in the next yeah. couple of weeks, probably uh, probably expected. But yeah, uh, but yeah that, I mean, Vegas sees that game it sees this game similarly playing out similarly uh syracuse is a three and a half point favorite a lot of that due to the unknown status of devin leary i think that has yeah devin leary missing the game baked into it i would i would say that you know i think that was about a seven point swing because originally vegas were going to have state a four point favorite that's correct more than a touchdown swing seven seven and a half yeah. um so quite, quite a big move there, but also uh, over/under set at forty-three. Now I think part of that line movement, Matt, might might just be watching NC State last week. I, I don't. I think NC State lost some confidence in terms of the national perspective, despite winning, despite winning by two. You already knew that NC State was a team that could pull out close victories. I think the question this year was, could NC State take that next step and be more like a be more on the same tier as Clemson rather than be on the tier that it has been, which is that second tier, the ACC, you know, Wake Forest, and uh, whoever you know, whoever the competitive other squads are in any given season, competing for second place against Clemson. It, it seems that we've we've clearly established that Clemson is the best team in the ACC. Was NC State going to take that next step and and really start winning some of these 50-50 games by? wider more comfortable margins than it necessarily has been it's going to be tough as long as the offense keeps performing 
as it has been, particularly when Devin Leary's not part of the equation. Um, but giving Syracuse three and a half points at home might be, I don't know, it seems like kind of an overreaction because I think NC State's defense is going to impose its will no matter what, regardless of the game. It's going to keep NC State in every game moving forward. Um, you know, even even without Devin Leary, NC State's going to have a chance with that defense. But three and a half points and the over-under at 43, very interesting to me. I, I thought it might dip even lower just because these teams' strengths and weaknesses match up pretty similarly. You know, Syracuse had early success on offense. They just had success against inferior opponents on offense. But, um, you know, it doesn't exactly strike me as a team that's going to finish in the top half of the league in offensive yards per game when it's all said and done. And NC State, of course, we know has strong defense and special teams, but the offense has really struggled thus far. I mean, you look at Syracuse winning that Virginia game at home, 22-20. to 20. NC State Syracuse screams more of a rock fight to me than that game. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be tough for both of these teams to get to 20 points. Yeah. Remember too, Purdue, Purdue, Syracuse with a rock. You mentioned it. That game got drunk in the fourth quarter, but for three quarters, that game was a rock fight. I think it was 10 to nine going into the fourth quarter. So exactly. um, You know, I I actually think that, uh, you know, eventually state had gotten into a rhythm and some confidence and, and, Establish a passing attack, and Devin Leary was healthy. You'd feel really good about this game for NC State. You really would. Um, but the fact is, they 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 have not gotten into a rhythm offensively. Uh, Syracuse is a unique defense. They are an old defense, and by the way, they got legitimate players. I mean, their linebacker Mike, Michael Jones or Mikel Jones. Um, However you pronounce your first name, I apologize to him. But he's a legit All-American guy. The, the corner, Garrett Williams, is a legit All-American caliber corner. They got guys on defense. And they run a similar uh, 3-3 stack. Not the same type as NC State. I think NC State prefers more power in the 3-3-5 versus Syracuse more speed and athleticism in it. Um, but it, it's legit. And so... Um, you know, if you're Syracuse, you kind of like this matchup better than perhaps you saw it at the beginning of the year. But on the flip side of that, if you're NC State, you're like, if there's a game we have to play against a really good team like Syracuse um, without our quarterback, Syracuse might be that game because you could get it into that, like we talked about that. I mean, you're tempted to take the under. Oh, the yeah. Over, over, under on that scenario. Uh, yeah, I, I mentioned it earlier. Matt, there's I, I see four games left on the schedule. I, let me know if you agree or dis, disagree with me, but I see four games left on the schedule that NC State could lose. Uh, you know, if, if all goes not not in the Wolfpack's favor, um, also could win the, these games in uh, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Louisville, North Carolina. Do you agree with that? They could win or lose all four of those games. I mean, realistically, they they would probably need Devin Leary back for a week to for me to buy into that because um, I don't think defensively you can hold a, a good day in the office defensively against Wake Forest. You're probably holding them to 28 to 32 points. That's a lot. 
I mean, we hadn't seen NC State's offense with Devin Leary be able to put that up. Yeah. Um, so I think realistically, you probably need Devin Leary back by then. And you, you, we talk, you know, yeah, that'll be four weeks from the game in which he hurt his shoulder. So would the next three weeks be enough time for him to get through a practice that week? I mean, for all we know, he might be practicing this week, and I'm wasting a lot of hot air talking about Jack Chambers. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll it'd be an see. okay problem to have. Yeah. Okay. One last X factor: the dome. Let's not forget that that place could be rocking. I'm they they sold forty five thousand tickets. It's expected to be their biggest home crowd since number one Clemson came to town in 2019. Um, and the dome itself, I've had multiple people tell me it's loud as loud as you know what in that in that dome, regardless of crowd size, just because it's closed in. Yeah, it's an extremely loud environment. So um, they're gonna be amped up excited to go so you're going to take a hard punch from Syracuse right out of the right off the opening kick out of the locker room so you better be prepared to play locked in focus yeah the same problem you had at Clemson where everybody was going off the ball movement instead of cadence it's probably going to apply here against a good defense so got to be ready for that no false starts and you got you got to put all of that has to be minimized in a game like this, so kind of an X factor. Uh, yeah, good good point. Things have gotten weird the last couple of times. State's gone up to the Carrier Dome. The most recent trip was in twenty. The JMA Wireless Dome now. Carrier Dome. This time. Carrier Carrier Dome, and I don't know what the new name of Heinz Field is, but it's Heinz Field for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like. I don't know, man. What, so, is it still RBC Center for you in Raleigh? Or if... No, PNC... What? RBC, PNC Arena wasn't like... <laughs> if if something is what it is for that long, like a, like a venue's name, and it's not a problematic name, you know? It's not like like the Washington football franchise changing its name to the Commanders. That That's different. There's a reason for that. The, it's Heinz Field. It's, it's the Carrier Dome. It's, uh, you know, if UNC gets a sponsor for their basketball arena and we're not going to still the Dean Smith center. You know, I end of soapbox. Yes. <laughs> it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a factor. NC state last time they went up to the carrier dome, it was a weird game because Syracuse, I think hadn't won an ACC game yet that year. And NC state was pretty good going into that one. And that ended up being a four quarter showdown. Every, um, that, every- Every game that Dave Dorn has played in the carrier, now you got me doing it, in Syracuse has been a uh, four-quarter game. Every single one of them. So he's he's three-and-one, but none of them were comfortable either way. Um, and you're right. So Syracuse actually jumped out to a uh, – they had a 29-20 lead late in the third quarter in that game um led 22 14 at halftime was leading 29 20. that's the game where i think bailey hockman had that terrible safety yeah um yeah or he scored a touchdown but then he fumbled in the yeah. end zone and the ball i think he did both went out of, 
Enter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Syracuse had a cook-off <laughs> return for a touchdown. Um, but NC State came back, ended up winning 36-29 when the Syracuse quarterback, Syracuse was driving, and he forgot it was fourth down. That's right. And spiked the football with the yeah. whatever, whatever time was left. Weird game. Weird yeah. game. I, exp- I kind of expect another weird game this week. Here's here's my here's my uh, tip. If you took my tip last week, you would have cashed, by the way, because NC State uh, did not cover the spread, but they did cover the tease. Uh, actually, I gave out a tease for the Clemson game. NC State was, uh, yeah, I said tease NC State up so that you get them plus 12 and a half and then take the uh, – uh, take the over, which was already a low over, would have brought the over to like 37. So it was 30-20, NC State covered their side, and the uh, over easily hit in that game. So you would have cashed if you took my teaser uh, for the Clemson game. I would say take the same approach to this game. Tease this game out. Because I like I like NC State plus 3.5, and, and, and I like the under at 43. But I like it a whole lot more when you tease it up, and NC State is now a nine and a half point underdog, and uh, the over under would go up to uh, forty. If I like the under forty nine, so uh, score fewer than seven touchdowns, and uh, and NC State lose by less than ten points, and it hits. Okay. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see NC State losing by more than than ten in this game, and I don't. I don't. I don't see it going over 49. So that's that's why I like the pick. Uh, last thing, if you got a second, Matt, before we tune off here, I've seen some frustration about NC State falling in the rankings below Wake Forest uh, after yep. last week. Wake, Wake Forest beating Florida State, NC State beating Florida State, but uh, NC State falling in the rankings after that. I don't have much of a problem with it, though. What do you think? Well, just the AP poll. They, they both... In the coaches poll, State moved up to 13, Wake to 14. In the AP poll, Wake and NC State split places. But you know the difference between the two teams in the AP poll? Two points. Two points, right? So basically they were tied. And so the reason why I don't necessarily have a problem with it, although I kind of think, oh, wait, Wake moved up for beating an army at home or whatever, and... NC State beat the Florida State team that when I trekked on game day that morning, most of the people were picking Florida State to win that game on ESPN game day. So They're also picking Florida State against Wake. but Yeah, but it was kind of a toss-up. Army's 1-4 this year, and you flipped them because Wake destroyed Army, who was 1-4, and, and NC State came back from down two touchdowns to a team that was ranked previously and who a lot of people were picking to beat NC State. So I, I get where the frustration, it does seem kind of a disrespectful move a little bit. I get that. I will counter with this for those who are upset. If NC State wins Saturday at Syracuse, Wake Forest has a bye week, NC State is probably leaping Wake Forest right back in the AP poll and jumping right past them. Um... And you know, I feel like, too, if NC State wins, you bring up something I, I've been thinking about. Let's say if NC State wins, big if, if they, they do win, there's some potential movement up potential in this week's AP poll because you have Wake has a bye. 
Number 13, TCU, is playing number 8, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Somebody's got to lose. Somebody loses, they're probably dropping four spots minimum. So, if it's TCU, you're definitely moving past them. But you also got number 10, Penn State, playing at number 5, Michigan. So, let's say Penn State loses. So, you let's say if you beat Syracuse, you're probably jumping right back over Wake Forest. There's only a two-point difference in the poll. That'll yeah. be you would jump over Penn State, who would fall from 10, you know, probably fall four or five spots. So now you're up is that game in the big house? Or is that, is yeah, that Penn State? It's at Ann Arbor. Oh. Eh. Not a guarantee. But let's not say, a guarantee. Let's say TCU loses at home to Oklahoma State. So now you're jumping past them. So you're up to yeah. 13. I would say Penn State's going to fall at least three spots. Unless they lose by, like, a last-second field goal or something like that. But if they lose... Right. You know, they don't cover the spread, and and the Wolverines are favored by a touchdown. Yeah, it's potential that NC State could get all the way up to like a, a 12th uh, in the polls. Yeah. If, no, I mean, if NC State keeps winning, they're, they'll be right back in the top 10 at the end of the year. Yeah. No no question. So, uh, and it's all going to work itself out because NC State's going to play Wake Forest in a few weeks. So. That's true. It'll, it'll, so there's, there's no reason to get angry. Um, if they want to use it as locker room motivation, you know, play the disrespect card, put a chip on your shoulder. Cool with that. Cause if that yields better results, then I'm all in favor of that. Um, but yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Cause I, you know, resumes are one part of the rankings. I also think you should watch the games. I think that's an important factor. And if we're being honest, NC state and wake forest have had, two common opponents over the past few weeks and Wake Forest has looked better in, against both of those teams than NC State had. So, yeah, look, we do a power rankings every week and we have Wake Forest ahead of NC State and I don't, I don't think I, anyone at this point could have a, a reasonable disagreement with that. So, it's credit to Wake Forest. And, uh, but I don't think there's a large gap either. No. And they got to come to Carter Finley, and that uh, that's a big one. That's a that's a really big one. But you know, it's going to make it bigger if NC if NC State takes care of business this Saturday against Syracuse, and uh, we see them continue to climb up the rankings. So tune in. Uh, what was it? Uh, it's going to be a twelve thirty game for me. So it's going to be three thirty on the East Coast. ACC Network should be hopping in the Carrier Dome. Tune in, watch the Wolfpack take on Syracuse or maybe you're going to the game uh anything else to add Matt before I close this out here uh yeah uh, real quick um it's the JMA wireless dome at Syracuse JMA the JMA wireless dome JMA wireless is that a cell phone company or I, I don't know but they actually I, I saw it they, they just approved um, this week, a big JMA sign over the dome. So, hmm. it's the JMA dome. I'm I'm not gonna call it that, but uh, I know you have to ride it. So, are you I, going up? Any, anybody nope. going up? Uh, okay. We're gonna save the travel money for another day, another day. So, nothing cheap about going up to Syracuse. Yeah, you're sa- well. You're saving it for the Orange Bowl. 
Nothing cheap about going to Miami either, but I'd be happy to spend that money. That's that's the hope, right? That's <laughs> yeah. the hope. Keep winning. So. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap up this podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're already listening to a podcast, subscribe there. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, we're there. Plus, you can always watch us on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it. Give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment while you're at it. You can follow us on social media. At the Wolfpacker is our main account. On Twitter, you can follow me personally at Justin H. Will on Twitter. Uh, Give us a like on Facebook, NC State Wolfpack on thewolfpacker.com. And head over to thewolfpacker.com. Sign up for a special deal going on right now. For just $10, you can unlock premium access to thewolfpacker.com and all of the great content as part of the On3 network. For just $10, it'll get you through the beginning of next football season. So it takes you all the way through this football season, all the way through basketball season, baseball, summer, recruiting camps, all that good stuff. You're going to be getting a ton of value for that $10. bucks. Also unlocks your uh, access to the message board so you can talk with fellow NC State fans and get the inside scoops before they even become stories on the site. So uh, take advantage of that deal. $10 gets you through the beginning of next football season. That's the end of August 2023, so better part of the year there for just $10. Last but not least, thank you to our sponsor of the podcast, RogueShop.com. I invite all of you to head over to the uh, head over to rogueshop.com. That's R O G U E shop.com um, for all of your CBD and Delta 8 uh, cannabis needs. You can get uh, cartridges, you can get gummies, you can get uh, lotions, you can get oil tinctures, you can get all kinds of good stuff over at rogueshop.com. Um, Husband and wife outfit, small business. The husband is a disabled veteran, uh, was turned on to these products to help him with some of his chronic pain, uh, needed help falling asleep, stress, anxiety. Um, you know, He wasn't a guy that was into all this for most of his life. And when he's turned on to CBD and the natural remedies there, just really changed his life. So uh, that's why he started this company to uh, help spread the wellness and benefits of CBD and Delta-8 to everybody else um, so that you can, you can enjoy those benefits too. So head over to rogueshop.com. They've got a great chat feature there on the website to help you uh, pick out everything that you need based on your needs. So uh, support them. They support us. So thank you to rogueshop.com. Head over there now. And uh, that's going to do it for this Wolfpacker podcast. For Matt Carter, I'm Justin Williams, and this has been the Wolfpacker podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.